Welcome to the Wealthy Woman Podcast. You're here because you're a high-achieving woman that wants it all. The success, wealth, time freedom, and genuine joy in your life. Hi, I'm Lauren, and I'm here to tell you, you can. You can have it all. But what is true wealth? It's not just money and achievements because success without happiness and fulfillment isn't success at all. Here, we're going to have conversations about creating a beautiful life alongside the success that you're striving for. If you want to create long-lasting success that's fully in alignment with the life you desire to live by working less, making more, and stepping into the version of yourself you've always wanted to be, then you're in the right place. Let's roll into today's episode. Hello, gorgeous ladies. I am back from our trip to Big Sky, Montana, and I have an episode for you today. This topic that we're going to dive into was actually fully inspired by the happenings on our trip, which I'm going to dive into shortly. But as I thought about this topic, I realized that the way that I have trained myself to think about these things has really created immense wealth in my life. And I don't mean wealth in terms of money necessarily, but wealth in terms of joy, wealth in terms of happiness, wealth in terms of memories and experiences and abundance. And one could argue that that wealth is even more important than money. So I wanted to talk today about duality, about holding duality, about the good and the bad, about how we remember things and about the stories that we choose to tell. So let's recap Montana. Last year when we went to Montana, I believe I mentioned this in the lifestyle episode that I did. Last year when we went to Montana, because this is the sixth year we've gone to Big Sky in a row skiing, we go with my entire family. This year there were 15 of us. Last year there were over 20 of us. It is a tradition. It is something we all look forward to for the entire year. So last year when we went, it was the fifth year we had gone. And while we were there, my two cousins that were there with us ended up getting influenza A which led me to get influenza A, which led my daughter Avery to get influenza A. Basically, half of the house ended up with influenza A. My daughter threw up for three and a half days in a row. And when you're at a high altitude, that is an even scarier thing than it normally is because dehydration can happen so much faster. It's really important that you're keeping fluids within you. So it was a very, very stressful time. On top of that, the weather was terrible. It was like negative 30 in the mornings. So we barely skied. I think I skied three days last year. I skied only green runs, which is what it it was what it was, right? But the trip itself was basically a flop. And so we were really, really looking forward to the trip this year because we were like, the weather's going to be better. No one's going to get sick. It's going to be fantastic. Well, one person got sick. Actually, two people got sick on this trip. But one person that I'm in charge of 
got sick. So we got there Friday and everything was great. Saturday morning, my daughter woke up and at about 7.30 in the morning, out of nowhere, she threw up. And I really do mean out of nowhere. Like she was completely fine and then all of a sudden she was not fine. She threw up. She didn't have a fever. She didn't have a cough. She didn't have anything. She just threw up. Now we have been dealing with this weird bump on the back of her knee and originally it was a skin infection that she was on antibiotics for but it just has never fully gone away and so one of the things that the doctor had told me to watch for with this infection when when it originally was an infection was sickness. She said, you know, you want to watch for if she starts getting really tired, if she starts not acting normal, not having an appetite, if she gets a fever, if she gets sick. So all of the sudden, she doesn't have a great appetite and she gets sick. And that made me so nervous because with these skin infections, if they actually get into your bloodstream, they can turn very, very serious very quickly. So Saturday morning, She throws up and I'm convinced that it's related to the bump on the back of her leg. So we take her into the ER. It ended up being nothing in relation to the bump on the back of her leg. And if you are a parent, you know this. No matter how sick your child is, usually when you take them into the doctor, they do not look as sick, right? So we take her in. She seems fine. She has no temperature. She's acting like herself. The doctor and the nurse probably thought we were crazy, but I have always had the mindset of better safe than sorry. I'd rather pay the money for the reassurance that my child is okay than wait too long and regret not taking my child in. So that is one thing I am so grateful for money for. And if you listened to the episode from Monday, Module 9 of Unlock the Magic Within 2.0, all about money. You heard me talk about gratitude in spending and being grateful for the thing you're receiving in replace of the money. When I get the bill for that ER visit, I am going to pay that bill with so much gratitude because it brought me so much peace of mind. So the rest of the day, she wasn't feeling great. And so I ended up only skiing a half day. She ended up not skiing at all. And then We were hopeful that she would wake up Sunday and feel better. She woke up Sunday and she seemed like she was good. So we went skiing. We took her skiing. She skied all day. She seemed completely fine. It was an amazing day. I was like, yes, we've avoided the illness this year. This is fantastic. And then Sunday night rolled around. And on Sunday night, she started to lose her voice. She started to lose her voice. She started to cough. And I just had this feeling that it wasn't going to be good. Monday morning she woke up. She had completely lost her voice. She had this horrible cough. So we decided that she was not going to be skiing that day. My husband actually had a really bad headache that day too. So he stayed home with her. I took my son skiing. We had a fabulous day skiing. But while we were out on the mountain, my husband texted me and said she's got a fever now. So by the time I got home, she was not well. She couldn't talk because she had no voice. She had this horrible cough. She said her throat hurt. She had a fever. She was crying on and off. And she had started to say that her chest hurt. 
and she was kind of wheezing. Monday night was probably the worst night that I have had as a parent. I slept next to her. I woke her up every four hours to give her Motrin or Tylenol. We were trading off the two. She was awake at two in the morning wanting to eat a popsicle. I barely got any sleep. She was wheezing the entire night. Her breathing sounded terrible. But I didn't want to take her into the ER because I'd already been into the ER two days ago. It finally got around to Tuesday morning and I was waiting for urgent care to open. I said, I'm going to take her into urgent care as soon as it opens. We were there. We went in and lo and behold, what does she have? She has a combination of croup and bronchiolitis, which is one of the scariest things because it deals with the upper airways. And so basically her upper airways were so inflamed and they had gunk in them and that's what was causing the wheezing and the sounds with her breathing. Thankfully her oxygen levels were good. Her fever had come down throughout the night and they did a chest x-ray to make sure she didn't have the beginnings of pneumonia which came back negative. They did all the tests. They tested for flu, COVID, RSV, all of those came back negative And they ended up giving her an anti-inflammatory steroid to just reduce the inflammation in her upper airways so that all the gunk could start to drain out. So Tuesday, I was at urgent care for two hours with her in the morning and then I was home with her the rest of the day. But after she got that steroid, she slowly started to feel better and we had hopes that by the end of the week she'd be able to go out and ski with us and really I felt bad for her she loves to ski and you know as a parent you want to see your child be able to do the things that they love we were all there together everyone else was out skiing all of her cousins were there and she couldn't do it because she had this virus and so This is not the first time that this has happened to us. And if you are a parent who travels, I'm guessing that you have dealt with this too. I have been to urgent care in Hawaii. I have been to urgent care multiple times in Big Sky, Montana. I've been to urgent care in the Cayman Islands. I've been to urgent care in Milwaukee. I have been to urgent care in more places that are not my home than I would like to admit. But it just seems to be something that happens. And I know I'm not the only one. I have family who has dealt with similar things when they've traveled. So this is not the first time this has happened. And what this leads to is a discussion about the good and the bad and duality. So duality means... Being able to hold multiple emotions at the same time. Opposing emotions at the same time. So being able to hold the good with the bad. Because with everything that is good, there is a flip side. And we have to be willing to be able to hold the flip side if we want the thing that we desire, right? So if we want the good, we have to understand that bad comes with good. There's light and there's dark. There's good and there's bad, right? There's joy and there's loss. They're two sides of the same coin. And so often what we see is we want the good, 
but we're not willing to hold the bad that comes with the good. And there's always going to be the opposite, right? So in this scenario, the good was that we were in Big Sky as a big family. We were skiing. I actually got to ski six out of the seven days we were there. My husband skied five out of the seven days. My son skied seven out of the seven days. There were so many incredible memories that we created there. That was the good. But at the same time, the bad was that my daughter was really sick on Monday and Tuesday. And it was scary and it was stressful. And I was exhausted. And she was sad and she was crying on and off all day on Monday and most of the day on Tuesday because her chest hurt and her throat hurt and she didn't feel good. So there was good and there was bad. Now what I see most women do and I am just as guilty of this, I have done this so many times in the past, is we let the bad ruin the good. And this is partly because of the way that our brains are wired. I've talked about this in many episodes, but our brains are wired to keep us safe. Our subconscious mind is wired to keep us alive. And so naturally, our brains focus on the negative. They focus on danger because our brains are trying to keep us safe and alive. And so it's our brain is looking for all of the potential dangers in our environment, in our reality, and it's pointing them out to us. It's saying, this potentially could happen. 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 And it's all the negative things. It's pointing out all the potential dangers. And so it's very, very easy to get to a place where you're just focusing on the negative and where you allow the negative to overtake the positive. If you are a business owner or if you are an employee or if you're anyone on the entire planet listening to this, I know you have experienced this. You receive a negative comment on a social media post and even if you had 50 positive comments, you hone in and obsess over the negative comment. You receive incredible feedback from your boss and a couple points of constructive criticism and you end up focusing on only the constructive criticism, right? Only the things that aren't going well. Only the things that are bad. And you forget about all of the positive feedback, You are a parent who is on vacation and your child gets sick and you end up only focusing on the fact that your child is sick and you let that snowball into it ruining the whole vacation even though there's lots of positive things that happened on that vacation. So what we tend to do instead of really working on holding the good with the bad Allowing ourselves to feel good even when bad things are happening because we can do that. We can hold two emotions at the same time. We can feel two things at the same time. I can feel really excited about skiing with my son even though 
I know my daughter is not feeling well and I can feel bad about the fact that my daughter is sick and not feeling well. I can hold both of those emotions at the same time. I can also hold the fact that I'm disappointed that she got sick again and we weren't able to ski together like I had imagined as a family the entire trip. She wasn't able to do the ski school day, which is the day that my husband and I were going to go off and ski together all day. She wasn't able to do that, so we weren't able to do that. I can hold that disappointment and I can also feel gratitude for the fact that she was able to ski on Sunday and on Thursday and on Friday and she was feeling well enough on Wednesday to go out for breakfast with my husband and go shopping with him and go on the sleigh ride and the dinner that we went to. I can feel disappointment and joy at the same time. So the real work is holding both emotions at the same time, knowing that you're always going to experience both. That the good comes with the bad. The bad comes with the good. The joy and the gratitude come with disappointment and negativity. They're two sides of the same coin. And the disappointment is what makes the joy and the gratitude even better, right? And the bad is what makes the good even better. The valleys are what make the peaks and the successes that much more glorious, right? The good wouldn't be good without the bad. Everything would just be even keeled. So if we want to experience the best. If we want to experience the highest of highs, we have to know that along with that come the lowest of lows. So can you not let the bad ruin the good? Can you hold both and not fixate solely on the bad? This takes practice. This takes intention. This takes awareness. But eventually, you can train your brain to focus on the good. Not ignore the bad, but not let the bad overtake the good. And one way that I'm able to do this, and one thing that I want you to start asking yourself, it's a question that I ask myself whenever I get into a situation like this, is how do I want to remember this in hindsight? When all is said and done and we're through this challenging time, how do I want to look back on it? How do I want to remember how I handled it? Do I want to be able to look back on it and say, I handled that with grace. I handled that in a way that I'm really proud of. I handled that with patience. I handled that with gratitude. Or do I want to look back and be regretful of how I handled that? And what would it look like for me to look back on it and be regretful? And I ask myself that right when the situation is beginning or right when I'm in the situation. How do I want to remember this in hindsight? And that brings a new level of intentionality to how I choose to behave, how I choose to think, what I choose to do in those moments. This is a question that I asked myself in January of 2021 when we, my entire family 
came down with COVID. Well, my entire family, except for my son, somehow the three of us got it and my son did not get it. But my children were only in school for five days in the month of January in, was it 2021 or 2022? I think it was actually 2022. Yes, it was 2022. My children were only in school five days in the month of January in 2022 and they were only in school for five days in the month of February in 2022 because of the fact that we had vacations planned, we had got COVID in between those vacations, my son ended up not getting it and having to be out of school for I don't even know like 20 some days and I asked myself that question while they were home with me for that exp- extended period of time. How do I want to remember this in hindsight? How do I want to remember how I handled this? What would I have to do to be proud of how I handled this? And what I did with this situation that was handed to me and this time. And that completely changed how I showed up every day in that situation. And I'm telling you right now that that same question changed how I showed up for the challenging situation when we were in Montana. Because as much as it sucked, and it did suck, you guys. It sucked. If you've ever had a child with croup, you know it's very scary. If you've ever had a child get sick while you're on a trip, you know it's not fun. But I decided that... I did not want that to ruin our vacation because there was a lot of good that was still happening. So how do you want to remember this situation in hindsight? And then the last thing I want you to think about that is kind of related to that question is what story am I going to choose to tell? I was talking to one of my private clients about this last week. We tell stories. That's how we create our reality. That's how we create our lives. We tell stories about everything. We tell stories about everything that happens. We tell stories about everything that happens to us. We tell stories about our experiences. We are storytellers. And what so many of you don't realize, and I didn't realize for a very, very long time, is that we get to choose the story that we tell. I mentioned this in module 9 of Unlock the Magic Within 2.0 and I'm sure I mentioned it in other modules but everything is neutral until we assign it meaning. We're the ones who assign meaning. We're the ones who choose the stories that we tell and you know this because two people can experience the same exact situation and tell completely different stories and create completely different memories. You can have two people who experienced the same exact thing. And based on the story that they choose to tell about that thing, they can create completely different memories, completely different beliefs, and completely different realities. So I always choose to tell a positive story. If I get the choice, which I do, and you do, then I'm going to tell the positive story. I choose to focus on the positive. Because if I have the choice, why the heck would I choose to focus on the negative? What is fun about that? 
I have asked myself that question many times. Is it more fun for me to focus on the negative or is it more fun for me to focus on the positive? It's more fun for me to focus on the positive. And I know when I focus on the positive, I'm going to attract more of the positive. Now, this doesn't mean that I negate all of the negative, right? This doesn't mean that I push away negative feelings because we don't want to do that. We don't want to focus on the positive in a way where we feel like I can't feel any negative feelings. We don't want to push our negative feelings down because when we do that, we're actually setting ourselves up for bigger problems. We want to feel, we want to allow ourselves to feel the way we feel. We want to allow ourselves to express the emotions that we're having. We want to allow ourselves to feel the negative things. We want those to come up so they can go out. They're coming up so that we can release them. We don't want to hold those things inside. But once we allow ourselves to feel them, then the question becomes, what story am I going to choose to tell? And like I said, I have had this happen to me many times. Where I have had a a child get sick right before a vacation, on a vacation. I've ended up in urgent care in places that I wish I didn't end up at urgent care in. And yet, when I think back to every single one of those trips, I can honestly tell you that that is not the first thing that comes to mind. When I think back to our trip to Hawaii, that is not the first thing that comes to mind. Sometimes I don't even remember that. It's hardly, hardly mentioned. We were in Hawaii when the world shut down. Like we were literally in Hawaii for my brother and sister-in-law's wedding, which got canceled while we were there because the world was shutting down. And yet I can look back on that trip and remember incredible experiences that we had. Like I would not look back on that trip as a negative trip. Same with when I ended up in urgent care in the Cayman Islands. That's not really the main thing that I remember from that trip. And I know that this situation that happened when we were in Big Sky is not going to be the main thing that I remember from that trip. I know it because I already think about it differently. When people have asked me, how was your trip? It feels weird actually mentioning that she got sick because there were so many incredible things that happened on that trip. And we ended up having so much fun, even though this really bad thing happened. The same thing happened a couple of years ago when we were in Big Big Sky. A couple of bad things happened. And yet, even the people who those things happened to said they had a great time on that trip. So I want you to recognize that you get to choose the story that you tell. And you can, with practice and with time, train your brain to focus on the positive. Even though it's naturally wired to focus on the negative, you can train it to focus on the positive. And your brain is like a, is a muscle. I look at this skill as similar to training your muscles with fitness. The more you practice, the more repetitions you have, the stronger the muscle gets to the point where then it just becomes your new normal. 
So for me, it doesn't actually take that much effort anymore to focus on the positive, to hold the good with the bad, to not let the bad ruin the good, and to choose to tell the story that is going to serve me in the best way. But again, you have to bring a heightened level of awareness, a heightened level of intentionality, and you have to ask yourself these questions in the moment so that you can decide how you're going to show up. You have to bring yourself into your conscious awareness and you have to stop behaving from your unconscious programs that have been running the show for so long. So this is always the hardest at the beginning. Change is always the hardest at the beginning because you've never done it before. It's the hardest to do when you've never done it before. But the more and more you do it, the easier it gets. So holding the duality. Understanding that there's going to be bad that comes with the good. And knowing that you can hold both of those emotions at the same time. You are capable of that. We all are. We can feel multiple opposing emotions at the same time. The question becomes... Can you not let the bad outweigh the good? Can you hold the good with as much strength as you're holding the bad? And then can you ask yourself, how do I want to remember this in hindsight? And what story am I going to choose to tell? Knowing that you have full control over those two things. Because you are always the one who creates the meaning. My hope is that this creates so much more wealth in your life in terms of your joy, your appreciation, your gratitude, your feelings of abundance and happiness because you are taking control. Because you're not allowing the bad to overtake the good. You're allowing yourself to still feel really good even though sometimes bad things are happening right alongside that feeling good and you're taking the reins and choosing what stories you are going to tell. So that is what I have for you today. I really hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I would love to hear your feedback. Please head over to Instagram or Telegram. On Instagram, I'm at Lauren underscore Francois. On Telegram, it's the Wealthy Woman channel. Give me your feedback. Let's have a chat. Let's have a conversation. Let me know what you took away from this episode. And if you really enjoyed this, I'd be so appreciative if you subscribed and you shared. Share over on Instagram, tag me, and I will be sure to reshare it. I hope you guys have a great rest of the week, and I will talk to you at our next episode. Okay, you wealthy woman, real quick before you go, if you found value in today's episode, please subscribe, share this with your friends, and leave me a review. Leaving a review is so simple, but I didn't know how to do it at the beginning either, so I'm going to walk you through it. All you have to do is whatever app you're listening to this podcast on, find this show, The Wealthy Woman, scroll down, you'll see stars, and with those stars, you can leave me a rating and review. I'd love you so much for taking the time to do this. In all honesty, the reviews are what help the podcast get into the hands of other women desiring to create true wealth and manifest their dream lives. Okay, I'll let you get back to your day. See you next time.